We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist, and these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C, dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny if you ask me nothing stinks more than when your husband dutch ovens you with a big ripe juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers except maybe body odor that's why i'm excited to tell you about lumi whole body deodorant lumi delivers outrageous 72 hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes even those private parts as a special offer new customers get 15 percent off all lumi products with our exclusive code and link use code bunny b-u-n-n-i-e at lumideodorant.com that's l-u-m E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Is this thing on? All right, gentlemen, coming to main stage next, this is Bunny. Get up there. She's got a tornado of titties coming your way. Get those dollar bills ready. She's got an ass that shakes like Michael J. Fox. So get up there and throw, throw, throw them dollars. Dude, that is fucking iconic. (laughs) What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, I have one of my most requested guests besides Dimps on the podcast. Everybody wants to know the tea, and I do believe that she's here to spill it. So we're going to definitely be sipping some fucking tea, but Kelsey Pummel, what's up, baby? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so I just ha- got nervous. I started sweating. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I, you're so cute. Sure. Okay. First of all, you are so tiny. Okay. Like, holy hell. She walked in. I was like, oh, sweet little baby. People think I'm a lot bigger, like I, taller. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know what it. I, Every I time mean, someone meets me, they say yeah, that. I think we're just larger than life personalities yeah. on TikTok. So people just assume. I think it's like a Tom Cruise thing. Like everybody thinks he's a big badass, yep. and then you meet him, and he's, he's like, like five foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're like so tiny and so cute and beautiful Thank in person. You. So are you, girl? I appreciate you. This is listen. This is a work of art. Does Let you, me tell you. I get up. I don't yes, wake up like are. this. Okay. Oh, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> I do not wake up like this. And Lord knows, fucking, it, it's it's hair and makeup for fucking an hour. Oh, before we it. get on camera I was telling somebody the other day my favorite video of you is when you jumped up out that pool and you smacked that thigh down <laughs> I said mine doesn't move like that but whoo I watched it way too many times dude I I never imagined that that fucking video would get fucking I think it's like at 12 or I don't even yeah. know where it's at 15 million views uh, I'm at least a million of them yeah <laughs> well you know we'll have to talk after this maybe we, maybe we can make some uh, content for the other spicy site no I'm just oh, kidding oh god I'm dead I'm not heard I'm super vanilla no i like missionary stop it i doubt that i really doubt <laughs> nobody that. believes it <laughs> I, are you vanilla in bed so vanilla i don't believe it it's so bad why i don't know i said why <laughs> <laughs> i wish i knew sure my husband wants so to know too <laughs> is, is it that you're it's not that you're boring you just prefer just i'm yeah i don't know i get sex makes me uncomfortable really yeah i mean obviously i love sex with my husband but I'm still just very timid in that area. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I'm not in life. I'm very loud. Yeah. And crazy and out there. And is, I definitely give off something else. Is it that you're shy? Or is it that... In bed? Yeah. Yes. Like, okay. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm very self-conscious in the bedroom. Was there any like, trauma that happened yeah, as a child? Yeah, I was raped when I was 19. Okay, well, let's, okay. let's, you know, let's go all the way back. So where are you from, Kelsey? Where were you so, born? I'm from Indiana. So I was born in Logansport, but I grew up mainly in northern Indiana. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then from there, how was your relationship with your parents? Tell me a little bit about your I childhood. I love my dad. But Aww. my parents did get divorced when I was five. Okay. And I remember everything. Like everything, like Good. all of my mm. traumatic memories, like I could still smell if I talk about it. Like Aww. their divorce. I remember the night they got divorced. I remember the scene and I just, I remember everything yeah. when it came down to their separation. And I was a huge daddy's girl. Um, was that, um, so you were five years old. So up until five, it was mom, dad, and you, did you have siblings? Yes. So okay. I had a sister and a brother biologically. Um, so it was us five. Okay. And um, then they got divorced and we, I don't, I, we moved closer. Like I think we lived in Nashville, Indiana and Columbus, Indiana, back and forth. I know we had no money. I remember having like no how, money. How did they tell you that they were going to get divorced? Did oh, they sit you down or was it? This is my trauma. Oh. Uh, this is my first traumatic memory that I have. People um, don't realize that, yeah. you know, the body keeps score. Yes. And literally uh, trauma starts at the moment of conception. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize mm -hmm. that. If your mom was unhappy while she was yep. pregnant with you, if you guys mm -hmm. were arguing or if they were arguing, not you guys, right. you guys weren't arguing. <laughs> um, if, you know, she was arguing, if she was depressed, any of that affects the baby the in the yep. womb yeah mm -hmm. so a lot of people I don't, I don't know if you guys know that yep. trauma does start at the moment of conception absolutely um actually my first traumatic memory was i was three and i fell out of a tree house and i broke my elbow and my sister was oh. walking me home she walked me through the back door and i'm crying and my mom's like we need to take her to the hospital and my dad in my arm instead of consoling me or taking me they just started arguing and they're just screaming at each other he didn't want he didn't think i need to go to the hospital she did he didn't they just sat there and i am i vividly remember looking at him like on his like sofa chair thing i don't know um and then her on the stairs like and i lived in this house when i was three for like a few months like but i remember the whole layout everything mm. so she picked me up she took me to the hospital and i remember my dad calling 
like the nurse kept coming in like hi uh, mr pummel's on the phone and he was she was like well if he wanted to be here if he cared enough to be here if he cared about her he'd be here so Aww. he doesn't need to know and i remember the whole argument and just being told he didn't care about me mm. and i remember that at three like i remember being told that uh but then at five the divorce they got we were sleeping me and my sister shared a room and my brother had another room she was in the bed closest to the door you come in and i was on the other side and we were listening to them argue and then it got quiet and the next thing you know he comes in and my brother's sitting on his shoulders like he had got my brother out of bed put him on his shoulders came in the room grabbed my sister out of bed and came over to my bed and he put her on this leg and me on this leg and he just started crying Aww. and he was like i'm never gonna see you guys again your mom's making me leave oh no right like looking back i'm like my dad fucked me up a little bit but yeah. i love him <laughs> like dad we love you but come on Jesus. now like he breaks down Aww. so if i tell this story if i talk to him about it like, he'll just start profusely crying he was like i Aww. fucked up I, I can't believe i did that like he is so he'll tear himself apart i feel like our parents didn't know how to parent because did. their parents right. didn't know how to parent exactly. you know so like that generation of parents just didn't know how to break right. generational curses right. At all. and they inflicted all their fucking bullshit that they mm -hmm. got onto us yep. you know and my mom had a very traumatic childhood too mm -hmm. and she had a horrible relationship with her mom um we weren't allowed to speak to her i think i was 13 when i was told i wouldn't talk to her anymore like she had her own stuff and like i judge my mom a lot for me being fucked up mm. because that that whole thing fucked me up and then yeah. she didn't know what to do with me after and right. so i was just treated like the bad seed right because that was at that time that i started lashing out so like your parents will we'll rewind it back a little bit. So dad comes in, you're crying. He's crying. He tells you, hey, we're getting a divorce. I'm never going to be able to see you again. Mm -hmm. Then what happens from there? You guys I, move yeah. away. Yep. Did we you ever find out why they divorced? Did dad cheat or something? Yeah, like later. I didn't know. My dad was wild, bro. Uh, he didn't cheat. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but he did like have Damn a whole. Damn it, dad. Like, he had like a whole other house. He was growing weed in. <laughs> I had no idea about And that's why she divorced him? No, I think there's more. He, apparently he had left us when we were really young like he was just, that a like, hippie so, shit kind of <laughs> like he just like up and left for colorado one day and like yeah. ditched us all like i had no idea about any of this though right like, gotcha. i always remember him there right so, like, i don't remember this but later yeah i mean now like looking back like i remember being at my grandma's all the time like my grandma's my grandma and grandpa raised us right i remember being there i remember my uh aunts taking care of us a lot i remember one time my, one of my aunt's boyfriends had to walk us back to the house because my dad wouldn't or something my mom needed help and i remember her boyfriends always stepping in i remember all her boyfriends they would step in to help so like he just wasn't mm. a present parent when we were little gotcha and he really didn't grow into his parent role until i was about 13. gotcha so you said something about all your mom's boyfriends no that was my aunt's boyfriend aunt's boyfriend yeah. <laughs> okay i thought you said mom okay so after you guys moved away you were just raised by your mom and your siblings went with you yeah so okay. we all uh, uh, we were close but then she met a man when i was seven okay and we moved to elkhart indiana okay and he was like rich nice uh, go mom go <laughs> and that was her goal because she didn't have no money she didn't have nobody being raised like that was the one thing i mean she had a traumatic history but that was a big lack did you guys struggle a lot whenever yes. your mom and dad broke yes. up like i remember hearing her talk 
um, and saying she didn't know if she was going to be able to buy Christmas presents mm-hmm. one year. Like she had to pick between food and Christmas presents. And I remember those conversations. That's that's them. heavy for a kid because mm-hmm. my parents used to argue about money all the time too. And that was, I think that was one of my um, major drives in life because I was like, yep. I'm never going to fucking be like yep. them. I had an example of everything I didn't want to be yep. growing up Same. and I yep. fucking ran with it because yep. I was just like, I'm never going to fight with my husband about buying mm-hmm. my kid fucking school clothes. Right. You know, like that shit parents don't realize that fucking we're like little sponges yep. you, you know all in, you hear every the kids hear everything everything man and it they we internalize it mm-hmm. and in return it com- turns out to you know us turning into little fucking hood rats right or, you know fucking just Wild being thing. fucking drug addicts <laughs> and like it just manifests itself in yes. so many different ways and yep. people don't even realize mm-hmm. that okay go ahead and keep well, I going the same. my mom i hated my stepdad I hate him. And at the beginning, I'm sure it was rooted in, you're not my dad. Right. Typical stuff. But I was mean. Did they get married right away? Yeah. And they did it behind our backs. Like, they just oh. came home one day and they were married. So just betrayal already. Yeah. And I hate, oh, I hated that man so damn much. And so that was my biggest drive is I was never going to rely on a man for money. Right. So I was like, was, she couldn't leave him. Was he mean to you? Or? Yeah. Oh, he well, was? Well, he, he would reciprocate. So right. I, I'm... Don't get me wrong. I, I was mean. <laughs> so He's mean. a fucking grown but man. But as a child, though. exactly. You don't as treat, a child yeah. going through trauma. And instead of anyone really hearing me ever, it was in and out of doctor's office. He wanted me medicated. He wanted me drugged. He wanted me diagnosed. He wanted me sent to boarding school. And mm. I, I wasn't a bad kid. I just talked a lot of shit. You were rebellious. Yeah. But I didn't do anything. I never did drugs. I never, I wasn't sleeping around. Like I wasn't sneaking out. I wasn't doing anything. I just talked a lot of shit. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't like you. So I'd I'd look at him and be like, I don't fucking like you. Yeah. I'd be 11. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You were just spicy. (laughs) I like it. I was the same way though. I hated my stepmother, but she was extremely physically abusive. Yeah. He got to that point. Wow. Okay. So you're seven years old. Mom gets married. How long do they stay together for? They just got a divorce. So they separated actually probably a decade ago. Okay. But they stayed married. He ended up cheating on her, putting his hands on her too. All kinds of stuff. Wow. But they stayed together. And I know, in my opinion, she stayed because money. Um, But she would just keep squeezing money out. So, like, he'd cheat and she would make him sign papers saying if he did it again, she would get X, Y, and Z. You got to pay to play. You know, I I wholeheartedly believe in that tactic. I wasn't mad. I didn't like him. So, I was like, squeeze it. I think if a man (laughs) cheats on his wife and a a woman's going to stay, obviously she loves him. But at the same time, she's just like, okay, this is your punishment. Because men, you got to hit them where it hurts. You know, they don't fucking care about other things. But if you hit them in the pockets, they fucking, they remember that shit. Oh, shit. If I do this, I'm going to have to fucking pay for this um so when did the abuse start with you and your stepdad um there was one day i i got them in a fight yes (laughs) you know what i love that you can own it and admit it though you know like most people would be like i don't know why they were fighting oh no i was was the problem manipulating the shit out of it no i'm kidding I, i don't know how i got them i don't remember that part but i know the fight was my fault and i don't know if my mom was trying to defend me or telling him whatever but they started fighting and it was completely over me and Um, how old were you i was probably nine or ten okay gotcha Um, i I love how smart you were though like you definitely picked that up from some somewhere (laughs) along the line you were very smart i was very aware of human behavior at an early age same i read people like a motherfucker yeah and i tried to tell everybody about this man i was like he's He's trifling. Uh, no one would listen to me. <laughs> trifling at nine. Excuse <laughs> me, mom. He is trifling. <laughs> the words I used. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like with him, so that, that situation happened and my mom just left me though. 
So she, they got in this fight and she stormed out and left and she left me there with him. Mm. And so the next thing I know, I'm in, I'm in the bathroom. I was standing at the sink and I just remember him busting into the bathroom and grabbing me by the arm and just shaking me and screaming at me and then yanking my body. And I'm, I was probably, I probably weighed 50 pounds. Bro, you're tiny now. So I couldn't imagine you at nine. (laughs) He ripped me out of this bathroom and he just took me and he threw me into my room and I hit the side of my bed and I'm crying. But then I'm also, there's a part of me was so excited to tell my mom, see, he's a terrible man. See, I told you so bad. So she comes home and I'm like, he did this, he did this, he did this. And she told me not to tell my dad because it would start a family war. And that was the first mm. moment in my life that I was like, nobody is going to protect me. Right. I have to figure this out for myself. Mm. And that's where like this deep rooted like need Resent. to protect the people mm. I love and defend myself came from. Right. Like it was that moment. Yeah. Like, I know it now. Like looking back, try not to cry. Looking no. back, like that was the moment. Cry, that- please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Make it super juicy. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, that was that moment. I 100% can relate with that because, my, you know, like I said, my stepmother was extremely abusive. My dad never protected me. Yeah. So everybody that I am is in my circle. I am fiercely protective yeah. of. Say what you want about me. Do right. not. Do, you come from my family. I swear to God, right. I'm going to come for your entire yep. fucking Same. everything. Same. You know, like I'll fucking write Google reviews. <laughs> I get crazy. I'll find out where you work. I'll get you fired. Like, that's how crazy I am when you come against my family. What's that sound on TikTok? Let's light this candle. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. That's me. Like, let's go. Because I'm, I'm so yep. calm about everything. But then if you come for the people that I love, it's yep. just on and cracking. Like, I'm not going to fucking. Yep. I'm not playing with you. Fuck around sense. and find out. Yep. So mm-hmm. that moment that you felt unprotected by your mom, mm-hmm. what happens then? You're nine years old and you're fucking already mad at the world. I, I really don't remember much. I remember being 11 and him spanking me. It's almost like you blacked out. Yeah. And just kind like of after like, that, it was kind of like, numb. I just kind of went with it. Well, at 11 is when things, I remember getting weird because he spanked me. Me and my sister went for, we were like camping or something. And we went for a walk. We came back and apparently they got very scared that we got lost or something. So mm-hmm. instead of like a normal parent, like, well, it's not normal. I guess this generation, this is, was their reaction. They were scared. So then they lash out on right. the children. Right? right. So, but his daughter was with me. And we go back in and they're screaming at us. And he takes me and her and he starts whooping me. So he had kids her. too. Yeah, he okay. had two. Yeah. So she's my youngest and my oldest. Were they, they favored? Were the uh, no. I mean, they had their own issues because their mom was fucked up too. So they got their <laughs> own like shit that they had to like, work, like they were in it too. But gotcha. he didn't ever do anything to them. But he also didn't ever do anything to my sister. Like me and my brother got the brunt, brunt of, of it. it. I got yeah. the most. Right. Brunt. That's it. Not brute. No, Brunt. you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> My brother did when he got older. So you, I, I, before I interrupted you, you said that he, he had barged in and what had happened? Oh, yeah. So when I was nine, that would lift. That was there. Well, I'm sorry. That was nine. Yeah. And that was just when my mom told me not to tell my dad. Right. That, okay. That but part. then you said that there was a situation we had Trailer. moved on. Yeah. Yes. So we yes. walk in or he put like throws us into this trailer. He starts spanking me. Does not touch his daughter though doesn't spank her doesn't do anything and that's the only thing i remember about this trip except i got my first boob 
I remember that on this trip. It's such a weird your like, first memory. boob. Yeah, like you know when just your one start just one. I thought <laughs> something happened boob. to me. I like called my mom in. I was like, "Mom, look, it's something bit my nipple." Yeah, like because it had like started you know, kind of started yeah. growing, and this one did it. And I'm like, "What's happening?" Like I remember that happening on this trip. What that a fucking <laughs> like, that is it. a traumatic event for everybody. Just one tit and getting time. slapped around by stepdad. Like <laughs> shit, throwing a tit on this side. It was this boob. I don't know. This weird thing. Did they? even out along the way they did they got okay. and they're really nice good good oh, i bet they are <laughs> i bet they after are children still too i'm really proud of them i love uh, that. <laughs> but like after around that time is when he demanded i either get put in boarding school or they you know i'm in and out of psych psychiatrist offices so did were they sending you to therapy and stuff yeah. like that so i had to do that and they were drugging me like when i like Aww. now know what i was being given like abilify at 11 like high doses one it's terrible for the girls holy shit but they were plugged like that i i mean i lexapro zoloft i mean i was a zombie for probably the next that's why you don't years. remember anything that yep. is that's a huge part yep. i just right remember there. being in and out of those offices i think children and you know everybody can come for me for this but i just feel like when you're you're a child i it's your developing mm -hmm. moments, you know, and I just feel like if you can do everything holistically mm -hmm. for your child, I just really believe that that helps in their It's detrimental to their, their growth as yeah. a, you know, an adult, you know, when you start taking medications at such a young age, I just feel like that really mm -hmm. programs you for a life of having to take medication yeah. or and depending not, on it. not working through right. what the fucking problem is, yeah. you know, you don't really most medications most are like band-aids. Yes, so exactly. You're covering this one problem yeah but you're causing all these others yes and then they always stop working and then you have to take yep. another one you have to yep. up the dosage and it's just it's and literally you that you have to take this yeah <laughs> you're a dog literally just yep. chasing your tail tail yep. and it's just you never really find out what the fuck is going on until you get to the root of the fucking right. problem that's very um I've, i'm sorry that that happened to you that they did that to you you know um i couldn't imagine being a child and having such a transition and then you know not being protected and then being, you know, put on medication and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. My parents tried to put me in a mental hospital when I was 14. Oh, 14. They did. And fucking, because I was just like you. Yeah. I was rebellious. I was mouthy. Mm -hmm. I hated my fucking stepmom. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's not the answer. You don't right. fucking lock your kid away. You right. fucking sit with them and you figure out what the fuck right. is going on. Right. You know? I never felt hurt. Ever. Ever. And that's exactly why we're probably the, like, outlandish yeah. women that we are because, yeah. you know, we were, it was children should be seen, not heard. Yep. Now that we are our own mm -hmm. women, like, we're like, we are women, hear, hear me, me roar, yep. motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. You know, we are here and we are here to stay. Yep. So after him saying that you, he wanted you to go to a boarding school and stuff like that, what happens then? Well, mom shut the boarding school idea down. Damn. Thank, oh, good Thank job, God, mom. Right? Finally. Thank God. Right. It's about time. We had that. But <laughs> she was very open to the medication and diagnosis and they had me diagnosed. Was with she on possible. medication? Mm -mm. No. Okay. She probably should have been. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it's always medicate the kids, never medicate the adults. Right. It's crazy. That's what like later we can talk about like, a psychiatrist told me when I he was like before continuing to diagnose yourself with crazy, why don't you just look at the people you're surrounded by? What a great and fucking like, psychiatrist. Mm hmm And he's like amazing. You get rid and he told me, get rid of your mom. I don't care if she's your mom. Get yeah. rid of her. Get rid of this boyfriend who's now my baby daddy. Oh. And your life will probably change and you'll see you might not be as crazy as you feel. Mm. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that was I a huge chills. lesson. Yep. That's and really it, that cool. That was one of like my big eye-opening lessons. And I didn't change anything right away. But looking back, like I remember like kind of started shaping my mind. Yeah. But yeah, I got, I got diagnosed with, God, bipolar 2 
I think, which is like just chronic depression. Mm-hmm. I was 11. Why am I oh chronic depressed at 11? Yeah. Bipolar 2, um, depression, ADD, ADD, and generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to diagnose me, I think, with ODD. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that ever actually stuck. What is ODD? Um, operational so. Defiant Disorder. I got it. I never even <laughs> knew that was a thing. I think I might have that too. Definitely got that one. Is that uh, like you just don't listen to authority, right? Basically. Is that what it is? Oh, how do they go. put a fucking... They will make a name up for everything. Like, that's right. rebellion. You're just a rebellious right. fucking kid. So I don't think that ever stuck. They were trying to get me diagnosed with a personality disorder too, which never stuck. But like they were pushing that. They wanted that, right? It didn't mm-hmm. stick. Um, well, once I got to college, you know, my mom wasn't sitting there with me to take my medicine. So eventually, well, I was at IU for a while. That's amazing that, you know, you still went off to college. How were your high school years before uh, we skip over those? Did you party? Did you get involved no, in drugs? No, nope, nope. never party. Were never you a cheerleader? You strike me yep. as a cheerleader. I sure yep. was. <laughs> did I not read that right? I even told Mimi that. I was like, she reminds me of a cheerleader. Yeah, I love it. But I was like in every group. That was what's funny is like yeah. I was I, you know, I had my cheerleader friends, but then I mainly hung out, you know, honestly, I mainly hung out with all of people of color. Like this is oh, I love that's that. what I grew up around. Like I yeah. went to the black church. Like that's those were my those people. Those are the best churches. They're the best. They're they now they last all damn day. Yeah, yeah. But they're a good yeah. time. Yeah, no, <laughs> We would for travel sure. like an hour and a half every Sunday. Aw. Just for yeah, this one that. church, but it was worth it. The drummer boy was so cute. Aw. So cute. Little drummer boy. Oh, my God, I loved him. <laughs> no, I loved, I loved all my, like, my upbringing because, well, one, I was, I don't know if you've heard. We'll get into this later. Yeah. I was deemed at one point on the internet as racist. And this, like, broke me because I'm like, wait, this was I all I knew. When like, I watched a video, which we, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll touch on this, somebody said that, and I was like, how? I was like, how can you even yeah, like, we'll that's go just crazy. It was definitely like uh, now that I'm learning about it, it, it's racial ignorance. But for mm-hmm. me, it was like, this is just what I grew up around. This is just how I talk. This is just how I am. This is just the effect of being in this community my entire life. But the world didn't know that. The world didn't know my background. The world didn't know what I grew up around. And I think I the think, world doesn't know the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. Yeah. And the chameleon effect. Yes. Like I was literally raised and shaped like any human. Doesn't matter what you're yeah. around, but what you are around is what is how you are shaped. Absolutely, that's um, the same story with Elvis. You yeah, know, that he grew up in a certain yep. part of uh, Memphis, and literally his music reflected that. Yeah. And people hated him for that mm-hmm. because they didn't understand that that's all he knew. Yep. You know, so yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. So high school mm-hmm. was you were a cheerleader, you yep. were friends with everybody, and you didn't do drugs or anything like nope. that. Nothing juicy. Nope. I, I was too scared to do anything. Like I had a boyfriend. Um, and I think in 10th grade, I think he touched me down there. <laughs> Risque. Uh, <laughs> that is, she said, touched me down there. <laughs> I was nervous. Um, I think when I was 16. Did you lose your virginity in high yes, school? Yes, I was almost 17. Me too. That's when I lost my virginity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we on a lawn been like, chair. for like two years. <laughs> so romantic. So romantic. Over had me. to pop my own I cherry. I had a seizure during mine. Oh, no. I don't no. think I've ever told this story publicly. I would love to hear this. Okay. So, first of all, are you diagnosed with having seizures? No. Or? Okay, okay. I'm okay. not like, oh, God, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that. No, you won't. No, you won't. Okay. This is my but show. Just my body. You're lo- got literally, you. I couldn't control it. 
No, it was not. <laughs> Wait, was it an orgasm? No, it was just you nerves. Were nerves. Okay, but like, got you. I couldn't. It was literally like this, and I couldn't control my body. Oh, you poor it baby. So, it was you so were so nervous. But before it, which I, when funny. I get nervous like that, my teeth start chattering, and I get like real shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I everything. But I mean, yeah. it was so bad. Like he was like, <laughs> oh, "Are you okay? Baby. Like, what did I do? Like freaking out." But before I got to that point. My mom always told me that when I get to the point where I'm ready to have sex, come to her and tell her so we can do this safely. And I took her at her word. Um, So I went to her and I was like, I'm ready to have sex. (laughs) She was like, no, the fuck you're not. And I was like, no, no, no. You told me to come to you and help me. And she was like, I will call in. Doris was a black man. So mm. She's like, I will call his mother right now. And his mother did not like me because I was a white woman. Oh, <laughs> so no. She's like, I'm going to call his mom if you do this. If you and I was just like, the betrayal. <laughs> First of all, you're going to call his mom on me? Right. She will kill me. <laughs> you're like, listen, Linda. All right. <laughs> then it gets worse. She gets my sister's boyfriend, who I went to high school with, to have the sex talk with me. Oh, no. Your sister's? This is a popular boy at my high school why doesn't she do it exactly that is, that is weird it was like she sits we now him and i that's her husband now like right. they, they're still together him and i Aww. still sit down and laugh about this because she sat she made me sit with this man who i went to high school with and have the sex talk with me and how much older was it. he than you he was older okay he was like a scene well i think he was out now i think he was a freshman in college now okay at this point still of the fucking talk. awkward so fucking awkward yeah um actually he might have been a sophomore but still like i grew up with him like he knew my friends he knew the boy we're talking about yeah. it's too much well, thanks mom yeah i literally snuck out this is the only time i snuck out that day why didn't i sneak out i had a car i went and got in my car and left right honestly. and i went and had sex <laughs> you're I like so you're like i do not care about any of this like, conversation you, right so now we laugh because he was like I, she sat me down to have sex talk with you and you went and you had sex that day <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah i get over there and i am just well he had a condom i'm just literally i mean damn near my body is convulsing literally Aww. cannot control it he's like are you okay da, da, da. condom breaks no so he freaks out broke up with me the next day and wouldn't take me to prom <laughs> Oh, my God. What a fucking douchebag. So I went with his best friend. Good. There you go. I mean, that's how, that's very Kelsey of you. I love that. His best that. friend was also my best friend, though, so it was more of a pity date, but it's okay. I love He got mad at you because the condom broke. Yeah. That's not how men are. I was like, it's wait, I'm okay. Yeah. You're like, it wasn't that bad, dude. Like, what the hell? So you lost your virginity in high school, and then you move on to college. You graduate. I graduate. Yay. I go to IU. Uh, my first year at IU, I made uh, the dance team. Yeah, um, I was on the all African American dance team. Yay! <laughs> they don't know you I got can some dance. moves. You got some moves. <laughs> Not anymore. You? I'm old. Uh, but <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> so, I'm upside down. I have a few. Moves. Oh shit, baby! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I was on that team. My name was Gangsta Barbie. Yay! We love to get some. We love a G Barbie back back uh, videos from throwbacks, if you will. That is hilarious. Um, It was IU essence. It was is the best time. Like I loved freshman year. Um, That part of freshman year. At the end of freshman year is when I was raped, Mm. Um, and that's when I I started diving into the Bible. Well, let's not skip over the whole situation. Can we talk about the rape? Uh Because I think that that will help, you know, women Mm -hmm. knowing that the strong woman that you are, what has made you become the strong woman that you are. So see how quick I was trying to jump over. Yeah, no, I saw. I was like, no, 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 no. no. Let's reel back. Um, So what happened? 
So there was a boy on the IU football team mm-hmm. um, that I thought was cute. Um, we had hung out at this point, I think, three different times. I went on a date to Applebee's, romantic, mm, uh, and a couple other places. I don't even remember. But it was like the fourth time he like invited me over. I think he invited me over the third time, and then I left, and then after, not after like anything. We hadn't done anything. It wasn't like that. But the fourth time, you know, he asked if I wanted to drink. I think I was nine. I was eighteen, so I wasn't nineteen yet. But I was close. This was like towards the end of the yeah. school year. So I turned. Uh, 19 may 13th so this is a little bit before that. i think it was in april taurus yes my whole team is tauruses oh guys you should my dog is loyalty. a taurus oh i love that <laughs> he's may 15th he's may 15th <laughs> oh <laughs> close to me because <laughs> i was close to my birthday but i was still 18. uh but i went over there and uh he had made drinks um so i only had like half of this drink like i was sipping real slow and had a little bit he had had quite a few um and then he took me to his room and I thought we were just gonna make out. Um, the I drink was wasn't spiked naive. or anything, was it? No, I was fine. Like yeah. I did, I wasn't drunk or anything. Yeah. I remember everything. Um, but we get up to the room and I, I am, I'm very naive, very naive, especially when it comes to sex and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're laying down, kissing, and then he starts to take off my pants. And I had said, no, that's too soon, or please don't do that. Like I'd said a couple different versions of that, and he keeps going. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm not comfortable. I don't want to do this. Mm. And then he rips them off, and he starts laughing. Oh. And the laughing is something I think I'll hear. Like I can see his face um, now uh, laughing. And then he just kept going, and I couldn't do anything. And then he was done. When and- you are in that moment, was it um, – did you just freeze? Yep. Yeah. I just laid there. Mm-hmm. Like once it didn't work to say no, I was like, we'll just wait till it's over. Yeah. And so then it was over and I kind of like rolled over and he fell asleep. I was up. I, I don't even remember falling asleep. I remember looking out this window like outside the whole night and it was like 5 a.m. So he's a football player. So he gets a 5 or 6 a.m. Were you scared to get up and leave? Yes. Okay. Like I was just literally frozen. And but then it got weird because when he got up, he said he had to run to check in. They had some breakfast thing they had to do. He'd be right back. And he was like, don't leave. Mm. And I just remember like, again, like freezing. So I was like, okay. And I laid there. The moment he was out of sight, I was up so fast and out and in my car and gone. And I think I, I saw him. I've only ever seen him twice since. So one was at a party. Um, I did win a dance competition at this party that night. Um, And I remember winning this and I'm having so much fun and everyone's like, people were throwing money at me. I thought they were throwing paper at me. I thought they didn't like me. They're throwing money at me. So I'm like, everyone's diving in to get the money. I'm like, what are we doing? I'm not done, guys. Uh, (laughs) You're like, I'm doing I was having the best time. Turn around after everything chills. I turn around and he's right there. And I remember like feeling sick to my stomach and running and leaving this party. And then did I never you ever him confront until. him or did you tell no. him why you feel no. the way you feel? Actually, you know what? It gets weirder. Um, well, not weirder, but sadder, honestly. Um, I never said anything. I never went to the cops. I never did anything. I ended up going to therapy for a little bit because this is where it gets a little sad. So I did end up trying to tell my mom and she told me that she didn't believe me. She thought I was just being a hoe. Wow. Down by your she said promiscuous, but you know what I mean? Um, that hurt. I had yeah, asked. Yeah, it's very hurtful. I was yeah. molested, and when I told my parents about it, they told me they didn't believe me. Yep. Dude ended up being, uh, like, one of the biggest rapists in Texas. Wow. Raped his own sister, everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
So this guy ended up raping quite a few women. Mm. Um, I found out later that when I started finally opening up, it was a, a year or two later. I think it was two years before I actually started opening up about it. I did go to therapy during this time because I, I refused to call it rape because I drove myself there. I willingly went into that home. And so I just kept, I would always say I got taken advantage of. And was so your the way of rationalizing much, yeah. it so you didn't feel like a victim. Yep. So finally the therapist beat it into me that it was rape. Um, it took a while, but then I finally was able to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was one of the girls on my dance team is who I first opened up to and he had raped her too. Mm. Um, and a couple other people she knew. And in that moment, that was like another one of my life changing, like big, this is going to shape who I become moments because I, all I could think was if you would have gone to the cops. If you would have done something, maybe that wouldn't happen to these women. But because you chose to be silent, other people got hurt. So mm-hmm. then I was in the moment, I was like, I'm never going to be silent again. Now, obviously, I was. It takes a while. Uh, because yeah. then I was getting beat For and sure. I was silent. But uh, I just remember that being that first moment where I was like, you can't be silent because people get hurt. Right. And I felt like I owed it to people to be loud with my stories. Mm-hmm. Because if I wasn't, they were going to get hurt. And then it was my fault. I, I took these rapes as my fault. But you know it's not your fault. Now right I do. Now. Yeah. Okay. But at that time, it was really hard for me to yeah. distinguish the difference. Like I blamed my rape and their rape on myself. Mm. You can't oh, do that. Sorry. You're okay. You can't do that though, and I understand how you feel, especially because you know you see other women going through it, and you feel like you could have stopped it, but you guys were all scared. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't speak up either until right. you started speaking up. Mm-hmm. So in a way, you started this movement of the healing. So that's how you have to look at it. You know, don't carry that with you. Yeah. I do now. I do now. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's still something. Oh my God. It's getting well, emotional yeah, it's, still a little bit. It's traumatic. You know, it's yeah. trauma. It, trauma sticks with you. Yeah. doesn't matter how much you're over mm-hmm. it. You know, when you relive it, you can relive those emotions and you can feel exactly how you felt in that moment. So, yep. you know, don't ever apologize. I'm learning right now how to feel emotion and let it pass. Same. And not become it. Yes. That's what I'm doing with my therapist <laughs> because normally I fucking, I'll cut it oh. off. Cut it off. I'll I'm exactly go. like that TikTok like where that they or... say cut it off. Yep. You know, <laughs> cut literally off. like I will cut it off. And my mom died last week. You know, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> and I'm sad and I'm laughing about it because it's just so if I don't laugh about it, I'll cry about yeah. it. And I'm trying, yep. like I said, I'm trying to deal with it like how you are too. Yep. My therapist, I haven't had, I haven't had a chance to meet with my therapist yet, but I know when I do, it's going to be a fucking waterfall oh, of emotions, yeah. you, you know, have to feel it all. So moving on from the rape, what, how's Kelsey feeling now? You're, are you feeling empowered now that you have this group that is speaking up and you're going to therapy or are you st- feeling broken? Like, how are you feeling? Pretty broken. Okay. I was pretty broken. I was, a, I was a very broken human around this time. Okay. I ended up not doing well at IU. I'm mm. um, starting to get bad grades. Uh, so I decided why do you think that was was it from oh the I rape? was just having just... the time of my life okay, at gotcha. IU. I was trying to <laughs> I mean literally blinders you know what I mean like block everything out so I was out and I was going and that's what I do like when I'm in a bad spot I am out and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm over here and I'm over there so I don't have time to think about to how broken I am it. so I was making all these friends that I use and I'm out there and I'm hanging out and I'm doing that and I'm just partying so my grades obviously suffered. I was already wasn't good at school. Yeah. Um, I had to try really hard mm-hmm. in school. Um, so when I wasn't trying, it was it was reflected. So mm-hmm. I had to make the choice to transfer or to drop out. Was I going to drop out of school or was I going to transfer to another one and try to do better? So I ended up transferring and it's 
<laughs> the only hello. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me see what the. <laughs> Good lord! What was that about? Oh, okay. So sorry. Okay, so you decided to transfer yes. so that you weren't dropping out. Yes, mm. um, and I went to IU, and this is where another like really big defining moment happened. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to study. Nothing was really sticking, and I I didn't like anything. The one thing I knew I hated was psychology because of what was done to me as a child. I hated it. I hated the entire science. <laughs> I blamed See, the I was science. the opposite. I oh, became fascinated yes. by it and wanted to just this learn it. This is my it. moment. Yeah. Yep. yep. I did the same thing. And, and finally, this was like that moment where I was like, you know what? No. I want to know everything about my mind. So mm-hmm. they no longer have control. Yeah. They can't tell me about me. I'm going to learn everything I can about the human mind. And that's when I jumped. And I was always good at psychology. Mm-hmm. I just blamed it. Right. So when I stopped blaming it and I started to learn it and own it and take it, um, I was immediately given a job, job fair that fall because I was a psych major and they were literally hiring on site. Mm-hmm. And it was with kids with autism. Aww. And well, it was a direct support professional. But my first client happened to be a young man with autism mm-hmm. and he became my best friend. And he changed my entire life. I love that. Um, He just needed social skills. Um, And obviously, I'm overly social. But (laughs) (laughs) I was a perfect pair. Right. Literally, anytime I walked into a house, usually parents were like, there's no way this is going to work out. This old preppy girl, like my son's going to rip her to shreds. Like, you know what I mean? Every time, or daughter, I had one of those experiences where they were like, my daughter's going to beat her up. She can't be her therapist. Um, But I, I, I found this new world. And it's funny because one of my best friends actually worked as a direct support in Bloomington when I went Mm -hmm. to IU. And I remember meeting one of her clients at the mall and I was like, I don't know how you do this. I could never do this. That's so hard. That seems so difficult. Like you're amazing. And then I kind of just was stepped into it or whatever. And I loved it. And I ended up working with a paraplegic man too. I was basically a nurse, unregistered. Love that. I did all of his catheter, catheter stuff. Yeah. Oh, Shouldn't have done it because I can't pronounce it. Really. <laughs> catheter. <laughs> <laughs> all of his uh, bottom stuff, like oh, bathroom stuff, everything, gosh. like to a point where my mom was like, she basically wanted me to quit. She said this job was beneath me. Oh. And I was like, you just better hope that if something <laughs> happens to you, you have, you are lucky you have a daughter who doesn't mind digging up in your butthole right. so you don't shit yourself. I mean, but I, so I, I don't you. think she saw how rewarding it was for you uh, yeah. to be and helping. She didn't. She yeah. didn't see that. And I mean, we just weren't close enough for her to either. And it's weird because I feel like anytime I did find a passion or a place, she demeaned it. Mm. And I don't know what that is still. I don't know. Maybe because did your mom ever find her passion? No. There you go. That could be it. Yep. She was jealous. Maybe. She yep. literally probably didn't like seeing you flourish because she mm-hmm. didn't know how. Yep. You know, so that was probably really hard for her to see you actually happy mm-hmm. doing something when she's never found anything but yep. her your stepdad. Yep. You know? I feel like throughout my life, when I talk about these different things, like nobody in my life would have been shocked if I failed. That's how my life just was. It was expected of me to fail. So that's what they saw. That's this what they, what they happened. maybe subconsciously wanted. Wanted. Because then you guys would be in the same. Yep. But that's why I'm like, I try to tell people like, my success means so much because I had to physically fight 
for every aspect of it because I was expected to fail. Yes, ma'am. Starting out. And so this is something you can't take from me. The mm-hmm. success I've gained. And I've gained it in so many different ways. It's not just TikTok. Uh, like, yeah. No, like I can't before, wait to get into it. Yeah, that's what like I want people to hear from me. It was my, my, my biggest, most rewarding passion I found. Mm. You know, I, I own a center still for kids with autism in Aww, Indiana. I love that. Started that. Um, but I became a board certified behavior analyst, like all that. But during this, I guess yeah, we'll I get there. Skipping. We'll woo! get there, Mary. I was like, woo, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I, did I was about that. to dial it back. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I know I keep jumping. No, you're good. Um, it's easy. You know, I, I did my life story the other day and I even told Mimi, I was like, we can't air that because I left out so much fucking shit. Yeah. When you're literally yeah. talking about your life story, especially if you've lived full lives, mm-hmm. it's so hard to yeah. fucking keep a timeline of everything yep. that's fucking gone on. We keep going up and back. Yeah, and exactly. And, yep. But I swear it all comes together in the interview you like you'll you'll whenever you see it you'll be like okay <laughs> great <laughs> i'm i'm a big tangent person too because i have that yeah. ADD aspect that one's stuck definitely no, have that i love it <laughs> i love it um so you yeah, found autism. love and doing the autism stuff yeah. mom didn't agree with it right so i was in college at this time i was very fortunate because my mom did marry rich so like i didn't really have to worry my dad took my student loans my mom paid my like rent and that kind of stuff but like i was i needed to have money I knew that very early on that I needed to be making my own money. I needed to be setting myself up. I needed to have all of this so I didn't have to rely on my mom. One thing she always did was hold money over my head. Mm. So it was like like a long time with the medicine. I'm going to get to the medicine when I stopped it. But she'd basically be like, if you don't take your medicine, I'm going to cut you off. Wow. financially things like That's that abusive. Like she, it's a it's it's chemical abuse and it's manipulation uh now i know that but like she would do those type of things um and so i worked through college i worked very hard through college i'd get up at 6 a.m and go work with the paraplegic man i'd do all of his stuff get him ready for the day <clears throat> 10 o'clock i'd be in school we went to ipy so my friend from ipy did you, is that where you met uh-huh. renee yep awesome um so renee's sitting school. over here she's right. not on camera <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we go to school till I think my last class was one fifteen, and then I would be up in Fishers from three to six working with my client with autism. And then on the weekends, I did promotional model stuff, um, promo model. Staying at a grocery store, your little model. <laughs> I am a side model now. <laughs> I love it. You are very beautiful. Oh, thank you. I, I think they wanted me for my personality. I don't think, no, really. I don't think people realize how pretty you are though, because it oh, doesn't come you. across. I mean, it does oh, okay. come across. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Okay, because listen, a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh my God, you're so much prettier in person. I know. You know? You and I, and I hate when people say that to me, but I, I guess I'm saying it to you too. It's like, you're beautiful on TikTok, but in person too, you get to experience your Thank energy. You. No, people have said that my whole life. Yeah. Like people will tell me I'm photogenic, but they <laughs> see me in person. came out the like, wrong way. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Nobody expected you to be pretty, bitch. Wow. <laughs> sorry. It's terrible. You are fine. You I always say the camera makes me ugly. I always no. say that. Especially mm-hmm. this one. You're all, the you're one so right pretty. Here, the front facing camera right there. Look, I look like a human thumb sometimes. I open it up and I'm like, where did that fucking third chin come from? <laughs> like, it's just, it's brutal. That camera is brutal. It is. It right? really is. That facing one, forward facing. Uh, <laughs> oh god, what were we talking about? Okay, so <laughs> you you were a model. You were doing the model. Oh, the promo thing. model. The yep. Promo so model. I mean, I was I was working. I was working very hard. Um, I it took me six years to graduate, but I did. Uh, with a bachelor's. Does it normally take four? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to do this my way. Yep, it took me a little bit of that. Uh, but I mean, once I moved to IUPUI, I'd already missed three years, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I got to IUPUI and I was 
around the year classes, summer classes. I was taking 18 to 20 credit hours every sitting. I was making the dean's list. So I was trying. Like when I try, I can do some wild yeah, shit. Just when so you try. apply so really yourself. Graduated. Yeah, I really graduated three years. Yeah. Okay, we just, the first didn't count. <laughs> first three didn't count. Right. But when I graduated, I remember being excited thinking my mom was going to tell me she's proud of me because I was the first kid to graduate. I have two older sisters. I was the first to graduate. Um, and she said, I mean, congratulations, but it took you six years. And I was like, Mom. Damn. She's missing every chance. I mean, but that just, did she graduate? Yes, she did. She did. She has a bachelor's. Okay. My dad has a bachelor's. Okay. But I had a bachelor's in psychology and a minor in Africana studies. So I overachieved. Yeah. Okay. It and just then- sounds like maybe she just, um, you know, her trauma won't allow yeah. her to be happy for you. Yeah. I think that had a lot to do with it. And again, that expectation of failure. And when mm-hmm. I didn't, it was almost like she did because her expectation didn't come true. Right. Or something weird. I don't know. I still got to dive a little jealousy. deeper. Jealousy. Yeah. Just I don't think I want to dive into it. I boils down to jealousy. Yeah. Over there. yeah. <laughs> uh, but at this point, I, I applied to grad school. Um, and I had resumes out there. I got my first job at an ABA clinic, which is Applied Behavior Analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into the interview and I said, I want your hardest kids. Like I've had this one who just needed social skills and he's great, but I watched his brother and his brother was nonverbal and he was extremely aggressive and he had all these other things. And I was so fascinated by him. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to know everything going on in his mind because you could see there was so much up there, mm-hmm. but you, I couldn't pull it out. Right. And I was the only person that he never like came after except for one time. And that was my fault because I touched his CD and I knew better than that. I right. knew not to move it, but I was trying to help him and I'm in a frantic state. No one was there to tell me what he needed and I didn't understand what he was trying to tell me at the time I didn't work with him I worked with his brother um and I but the moment I did it, I was like shit oh no and he wailed on me oh. uh but that Autos- he gave me more. autistic kids um music is like their therapy they love and, yep yeah. and his cds were yes and they were do not touch type of things mm-hmm. um and so that was it was eye-opening but it, it gave me a drive mm-hmm. this big drive like I wanted I wanted kids like him. I wanted yeah. to dive into that. So I went, he actually was put into the clinic uh, that I got a job at. So I got to see him too, which is not, they wouldn't let me work with them because they were like family at this point. Like mm-hmm. I'd go to their house for Thanksgiving. I wouldn't right. go home. I'd go hang out with my client's parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. were my new family. Um, but so I went there and they did. They gave me two of the, the harder cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my first days on the job, the mom of the girl that was on my case now saw me. And her old therapist pointed at me. That's going to be, you know, her new therapist. And her mom goes, <laughs> yeah, right. No. So I'm little. I'm little. No. I'm really little. Um, and she's like, my daughter's going to beat her up. No. <laughs> no. Um, this client stuck with me through different therapy clinics. So she was 23 years old. Aww. She was 12 when I started working with her. Um, we were great. That's amazing. Um, this is where I found my passion. I was like, I'm great at this. Aww. I'm so good at this. Doctors came in my second day of work. And one asked my BCBA, how long has she been doing this? Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's her second day. And he was like, no, there's no way. There's no way. And he said to me, he goes, you communicate so naturally with them. And I was like, I talked to him like, there are anybody fucking else. Like, what do <laughs> yeah. you mean? Like, to me, that I was like, that statement was weird. I can't remember how he said it, the way he yeah. worded it. I was like, yeah, I treat him like anybody else. What the hell are you doing? But like, I just I just literally did. I, I talked to him and I hung out and I just... Like they were my friend. I think your passion comes from being so like not heard and misunderstood as a child that you just wanted to hear these kids and yep. and help them and understand them yep. in their own you know situation. So yep. 
I think that's and I loved every second of it. Yeah. Loved every second. Now I was a troublemaker still. So yes. I would get She's like, let's not forget. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I was doing good shit, but also I was still a badass. Great at what I did, <laughs> but I couldn't help but run my mouth. Right. So I got fired a couple times. <laughs> oh no. Well, that's just but, your ODD or whatever. That, it is ODD, they, <laughs> that damn ODD <laughs> fucking coming exactly. in. Acting coming up. In full circle. <laughs> acting up again. <laughs> But I would make really good connections. Like the people who actually cared in the field saw me. They saw how great I was. So yeah. like, I remember I would get fired here. I'd immediately be hired the next day over here. I'd get fired here. And this person who used to work here now works here. And she picked me up. And I never did not have a job because yeah. I was great. I was great. Amazing work ethic. Too. Oh, yeah. I love working. Yeah. Love working. But people hate online when I like harp on this. So I'm a harp. I was exceptional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get it through your best. heads, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Not going to toot my horn all day because no, I know deserve. I was great. And I know I made great change. You know, can we no- can we normalize self-love? Yeah. And talking about yourself like that. Talk I about am your so tired of people like, you need to tone it down. Oh, I can't like, no, motherfucker, I'm not telling it down. I was loud the other day and I was like, I can show you loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love when people toot their own horns because, yeah. you know, we work fucking hard yeah. and to get to where we are. And it's not like you fucking took the easy route. You what? know, you fucking went to fucking. Oh, that reminds me. This whole time I was being beaten. But- <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, so, okay. So you went. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's like, hey, my mom died last week. Um, okay, yeah, just fucking like, hey, by the way. Um, okay, so let's reel it back then. Yep. So. 21. 21. That's when I transferred to IU. Okay. The first person I met was my now baby daddy. Okay. Gotcha. I know a little bit about this story because I think Mm -hmm. that's where I related to you because I also was in a really fucked up relationship. Yep. So it started out fine, Mm -hmm. um, as they always do. Uh, It was on and off for like the first couple years, um, but always it always come back on. It was so I was like, it must be my person. The world keeps bringing them back. It's passion. So passionate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I blamed it on. I was like, the passion. Yeah. Just like I love the passion. So like it was like it was more manipulative and emotional and mental abuse that first like two to three years. Um, it did not get physical till year four. Wow, thirteen. He so kept his mask on a long time. Kept his mask on a while. Wow. Um, in the first physical was probably one of the worst. Hmm. Um, now I'm not saying I wasn't running my mouth. Right. Oh, no, I was healthy, too. Running it. I tell everybody that. Like, yep. but I, I was very was cheating toxic, on me. too. Talking shit. Yeah, of course. And I said that, too. I'm like, sometimes it is two toxic people. They're not meant to be together. Absolutely. And that's OK. Like, it doesn't mean if you move on, you're going to be toxic. Mm-hmm. I talk about that all the time. Like, I was able to move on and not be toxic. But I well, never learned. put my hands on it. Yeah. I did once. <laughs> I, on the other hand, did. I was very <laughs> aggressive. I did when I was pregnant just because I was like, he ain't going to hit me back. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did. Uh, <laughs> oh, she, oh, fuck. That's terrible. <laughs> Mimi's oh God, over here. I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> brain didn't catch up. Trauma. This is, tra- uh, this is a trauma yeah. laugh. So that's, that's where people, I'm like, people think I'm so inappropriate, but I'm like, I have no, to laugh at this shit. you have to laugh. I had to laugh in it or I wouldn't have made it. Absolutely. I would have been, I wouldn't be here today yeah. if I didn't learn how to laugh at this shit. No, for sure. But the, one of the first times he had basically used this leg as a punching bag mm. and he, I mean, he beat it so hard. There were bruises from here all the way down past my knee and it was black. Just the damn leg? Just this damn leg. Used it as a punching bag. So that you could hide the bruises. I could hide the bruises. Mm-hmm. He woke up the next day just sobbing. 
Oh, poor they pitiful always ham. cry. Poor pitiful ham. Yeah. You can't believe it yeah. would hurt me. Like they that. always either cry or try to fuck you. Yes. After they do it. It's yeah. the weirdest shit ever. It's mind fucking. Yeah. It's mind. So then I'm sitting there and I can't move and I have to console his ass. Yeah. Because he's going to now kill himself because he did something terrible and he's so mad. And now I'm like, no, it's fine. You know, yeah. it's like, it's sick. It's yeah. sick. No, that it's was very the worst. Sick. Um, that was, no, that was the worst one that happened. There was a few before, but like that was like when it got like real physical abuse, mm-hmm. right? There was one that I ended up in jail because um, there were girls above the apartment and they could hear us fighting. They called the police because mm-hmm. they were worried about me. I was a dumbass, okay? Uh, they'd come and they bust down the door. And mm-hmm. at this point, he has me hiding in the bathroom. They bust down the door. So I was like, well, I'll walk out in front of you. So if they shoot, they shoot me. Dumbass. <sighs> I'm a dumbass. She's like, like, I'm going to be your writer. I'm your writer. Die. <laughs> like that protective instinct for the worst people yeah, ever. No, so. I've done that before too. I walk out in front of him. They go around me. They grab him, throw him in handcuffs. And I'm like, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. And so I go up to one of the cops. I was like, you have to tell me what you're doing. And I put my hands on my, his chest like that. Like, mm. what is going on? What are you doing? Immediately, I get bombarded like a rhinoceros hit me <laughs> from the woman cop into the wall. Like, I mean, oh, that was, it was up. go time for her. She, she Heisman trophied my ass right into that wall, threw me into it, threw me in handcuffs. And I was like, what is happening? Obviously, I can't shut up to save my goddamn life. Yeah. So I'm like, this is illegal. Y'all are going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. shut up. There was a cop at one point in my face screaming, Ugh. shut the fuck up. Ugh. And I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, straight up mm-hmm. handcuffed. Like, I will not. Yeah. <laughs> you, though, I won't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm already this far in fucking right? deep. So they arrest us both. Take us down to uh, jail. I was in, he was in jail for 11 hours. I was in for 13. They literally arrested and unarrested him. That's illegal. So they just let him go. He didn't have a court date. He didn't have nothing. Wow. But I think it's because they really did enter illegally mm-hmm. and it was his apartment. Mm-hmm. So he could have had a counter. I don't know. Something like that is what I heard. Right. Uh, they're allowed to come in, swoop the scene and leave. Right. That's not what they did. Right. So then I think, I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah. I, I saw a judge. Um, and they pretty much put on me, they tried to charge me with three things. So it was because you touched the officer resisting arrest, battery on a cop, um, and disorderly conduct. Mm. So I ended up having to get a lawyer $10,000 later. I was charged with disorderly conduct and they dropped the other two. Mm. Um, he got nothing. So he's still out here scot-free. I feel like they always have (laughs) horseshoes up their ass. My abusive ex, literally, I would call cops or cops would get called depending on where we were, if we were outside or fucking somewhere. They would come and he would talk himself out of being arrested. And I I would have black eyes and fucking be strangled and like... I'd get a fucking restraining order. He'd yeah. show up with the, rest- you know, break the restraining order. He'd yep. still talk his way out of it. Yep. Like it was just fucking crazy he to me. Got they out always of a lot get away with it. Years. Now this time, I mean, obviously I didn't say anything. I wasn't going to say anything. I was basically taught not to snitch. Right. Don't tell the cops anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was conditioned to know that he's going to get out the next day. Right. So if I say what happened, What's going to stop him from coming back? Right. Right. So I cannot say what happened and he'd be the person to pick me up out of jail when I, you know what I mean? Like he's going to be there to console me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that nice side of him again because I was a ride or die and wow. I took the heat. I was like that in the beginning and then going into the third or fourth year of being beat, mm-hmm. you get to a point where it's like, I'm either going to buy a fucking gun and shoot you myself yep. 
or I'm 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 calling the fucking cops because I'm tired of getting fucking beat on. Yep. You just get to a right. point where you literally just crack and you're yep. like, I don't want to fucking go through this anymore. Right. It took me way too long. Oh, how long were you guys together? Eight years. Oh wow. Yeah. So it started about four years. And again, like, I don't remember exactly what the first one was. I thought it was the leg one, but I don't think the leg one was it. It was in 2000, that was 2013. So it had to be fresh. It had to, yeah, it had to be. I think that's what really just fucked my mind. Did he ever punch you in the face and stuff? No. Wow, it was always well, body. No, no, no. He it's... did, but that comes with the baby, the okay. baby story. Okay, my gotcha. baby was there, but it okay. really wasn't a punch. It was open-handed, so I don't I mean, that's still yeah. your face yeah. and his hand, so. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like full fist into the face, but it choked me, punt, or choked me and hit me like that. And then it was like a hit like that. But we'll get that because I was holding yeah. my baby. Mm. Now, that was probably the worst. Worst for like, it's what got me out. But the leg one is what fucked me up because he had just cheated on me. I confronted him. He beats the shit out of me. And then I have to get up the next day and go to work with kids with autism. Mm. and I'm there and I know in that moment I'm not okay right but I'm trying to push through it or whatever well at this point at this point I'm screaming for someone to hear me right, right. but I don't know how to ask I don't know how to say it. I'm not gonna be a burden to anyone so instead I start cutting myself mm. start cutting myself and then sending him pictures of it are you still on medication no oh during shit. this time fucking medication <laughs> huh no I got off of all of the meds I use I think it was when I was 21, 22, so right when I moved to Indianapolis, um, I got myself off. I didn't take them for nine months. I kept buying them because my mom would send me the money and she would see if I didn't buy them. Right. Um, so I was buying them and just not taking them. And when right. I got to nine months, that's when I told my mom, I was like, listen, I haven't been on meds for nine months and I've never felt better. And I did. I didn't feel like a robot for once. I didn't feel sick. I felt like myself. Did you go through withdrawals or anything Mm -mm. like that? No? No, but I stayed on Concerta. Okay. So that's the ADD. Mm -hmm. I loved that shit. Yeah. Okay. I stayed on that (laughs) until I had a Does it just mellow you out or? It makes me use my brain. Oh, good. So it's like Adderall almost? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the only way I could get through college. Gotcha. I was like, yep, I do need that. Yeah. Um, They got that one right. But the rest I, I got off of. Um, at that point, she said, I want you to see a doctor then. Right. I want you um, – well, she wanted me to see her, this very specific doctor that saw mm-hmm. my youngest sister. And I was like, I'll see a doctor here. I'm not coming home. So I saw a doctor. They undiagnosed me from everything except for generalized anxiety disorder and ADD. Mm. Um, and so I tell her that, and she's absolutely not. No, he's wrong. Duh, you're fucked up. You need to see this doctor. And I'm just ignoring her at this point until this incident right so when this happened and now i'm cutting myself i also had the nexpanon birth control mm-hmm. that comes in later um cutting myself and i knew i didn't want to die right i just wanted attention right like i knew there was I, that was my next question like where were you cutting yourself right here yeah it was all right here and i'd send him pictures it's so like to talk about you're like what the fuck were you doing no. like hurting I mean, you're yourself not in your right mind right when you're going you, through stuff like that your right. emotions are all over mm-hmm. the place especially in an abusive relationship because it's always a fucking roller yep. coaster it's up and down one day you feel like you're so in love the next day you hate everybody you right. know like it's just it's very unpredictable yep so i i knew when i started doing that that something wasn't right i needed help um and i could barely work with this going on this also took six months to really break up and start healing. I think it was three or four months when it finally turned yellow. Mm. And then I could still see where it was for the next year and a half. 
like where that yell it like stained almost my skin you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i could still and i don't know if it's like you know when you have a baby then the baby comes out you can still feel the kicking they call mm -hmm. it like phantom pregnancy or something phantom baby yeah, i've never know. had a i don't kid, know if it was like yeah. that like it was in my head mm -hmm. but i could still see it for a no, year and a half that happened with my eyes it took forever for under my eyes to heal because yeah. he had strangled me so bad he burst every blood vessel oh. in both of these eyes and was punching me in my face like a fucking grown man dude Ooh. and it took i'd want to say at least a year to not look like i had fucking just dark circles under yeah. my eyes it was so bad so I, I don't think too. it was your mind. I think no, it, was it was there. Bruises. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it was there. But yeah, sometimes I, I look back and I, because, you know, you look back and you think like, you know, the story, this is fucked up, mm. but I lived in it. How did I live in it? If it was this fucked up, was the abuse, you know, I'm like, am I crazy? <laughs> was the abuse constant for eight years or was no, it, it was like, like a it was very touch and go? Yeah, it was gotcha. a roller It would basically be if I found out he was talking to this other girl oh. or this other girl, or yeah. if he was dating her or if this happened or if they, like it was situational most mm. of the time. Um, and if I confronted him, I would get beat up. Right. If any of my family or friends would say anything, I'd get beat up. Right. Anything was brought. And so that's why mo like me and my mom would fight. So I was like, stop getting involved. Yeah. Like, any stop my friends saying don't shit. get involved because I was going to go get beat up. Right. I don't want to get beat up. So I'm like, shut up. I don't want to get beat up. Yeah. I was going to get beat up anyways. Um, but yeah, it was on and off. But I also like, I was in Indiana, Indianapolis. <laughs> so I had my friends and I had great friends. I had an amazing support system. Like none of them left me. I know they no. judged me. Uh, none Renee, of were you around during this time? <laughs> yeah. She was one of, of my main like people who would have to come talk him off whatever ledge he was on or from hurting me. Like there's one time she had to meet him in a back alley. I was like, God bless you. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. But she had to come one time because my dad's driving down frantically from Kokomo because mm. I'm literally barricaded in my, my family's from Kokomo too. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> he was driving down from there because I barricaded myself in the apartment. He's like outside banging on the door and she had to come down. We lived in the same apartment complex. Mm -hmm. She'd come down and help. But I know like I, I still have all of my same friends, but like I wasn't invited to like couple stuff because they hated him. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Did you not like him? <laughs> you, you could talk. You're allowed to talk. It'll talk. The microphones will pick up. Um, what? <laughs> ah, she's like, no, bitch, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> Just being involved in their relationship yeah, and I mean, seeing it was, that. It's definitely a tragic situation. Um, but I mean, I can't say that I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he was really my friend. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for uh, sure. But he's not like, like we talked about this earlier, he's not an evil guy. He's just. Not right in the head. Right. Okay. Yeah. We gotcha. were trying to figure this out earlier because I was like, I don't want to say, like, I can't bring myself to not say he's a bad guy. Right. But I also can't bring myself to be like, he's just bad. Like, because he isn't. Right. It's weird. And I still know that. Like, he's And it's got to be kids. hard because you guys have a baby together. Yeah. And he's good you know? with her. Right. And so he has these qualities about him. He. He is charismatic. He is most narcissists are. They really are. <laughs> you know, you know, how to like be nice and do all these things. But I was, I was gonna say he was. He, he, I thought he liked me. Yeah. I thought I was, I was his favorite. I think you were. Right. I think I thought I was his favorite friend of hers. Mm -hmm. But turned out later. Oh yeah. He hated me. Well, because she well, he hated you, all you, of you. Well, because you protected her. Yes. Narcissists want to keep their victims isolated, yes. and so because you were always there for you her. You weren't manipulated by neither. So right. in those moments where he would yeah. pretend you were the favorite, it's yeah. because you were being kind. You're like, yes, I get it. You understand, but you need to calm down. It's okay. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Like mm -hmm. you were kind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so he thought he was getting to you. Yeah. And then when he realized he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Then, cool. Right. Gotcha. Maybe he didn't like that. 
So when did you get pregnant? How old were you? Or not how old were you? How long in the relationship were you? Did you get pregnant? Um, so it would have been year seven. It was 2016. Oh, wow. So towards the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I left the moment that child came out and she was affected. And that's that. Well, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. But okay. yeah, I got pregnant in 2016 in July. <clears throat> and when I was six weeks pregnant, he like up and disappeared. He was just gone. He wouldn't answer his phone. That never happened. Mm. Um, he went on a weekend vacay with the girl he had always cheated on me with. And I remember being on the phone with my mom being like, what do I do? And I don't know why I always called. That's another fucked up thing. Like, I always called my mom. Well, it's just I know I didn't call my dad. I should call yeah. my dad. But I called my mom. Um, but I'm like, you I don't want that feminine energy when you're yeah. feeling vulnerable and emotional. Yep. Oh, I had also just graduated grad school, I think, around this time, too. 2015, I had graduated. Um, I almost dropped out at one point because this was happening right i was getting beat that summer i think it was 2014 i almost dropped out i was getting beat and then cutting myself and then oh that's a big part of the story so i basically quit my job because i was like i can't work working with, these with children. the children. yeah okay. at that time i was like i'm not okay right i can't be a good therapist if i'm not a good person right now like right. i'm messed up um and so i quit my job and i moved north and to live with my mom mm -hmm. for a few months just um, to kind of regroup. Yeah. And I, I agreed to see her her doctor. Because mm. I was like, you're right. Something's not right. Like, I'm not okay. Like, something's wrong with oh, me. Oh, she now. probably thought she oh, was winning. Oh, she loved it. <laughs> she was gloating. Now, this summer was also the worst school-wise because I took the hardest class possible in a summer session. Mm. So I was drowning. And during this time, I remember I called my mom. Before I went home, I called my mom. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. This is so hard that I, she was like, honey, just quit. Just drop out. Nobody thought you'd actually get this far anyway. Oh, so nice. And I was like, <laughs> what, a, what a sweetheart. <laughs> she just knows what to say in the moments right? of need. <laughs> it's really consoling. Yeah. Uh, and just I'm so really motherly. Like, the fuck is like, why would you say it? And so then I was like, have to prove her wrong. But then all this is going on. But I, you know, I, that's good that she was motivation for you. Instead you know, of you internalizing that, you were like, all right, watch this bitch. Right? Yeah. So it was that same summer I ended up moving home. I stayed in this room, like her guest room. Um, I mean, for 12 hours a day studying. That's all I had at that point. I stayed mm -hmm. in school. I quit my job. I was just there seeing a psychiatrist twice, twice a week. I didn't want to speak to anyone. I was so fucked mentally. I just sat in there and I studied. Aced that class, mm -hmm. by the way. Straight A student that semester. <laughs> uh, but I was seeing the psychiatrist twice a week, and I remember going to him, and there'd be something new every single time. And he's like, you're not supposed to live like this. It shouldn't be a new, crazy, life-changing event every two days. Mm. Like, what, are, what is happening? And I remember him being like, you shouldn't have gas in your car. He was like, you, you should have ran out of gas, should have blown a gasket. Like, what you're dealing with isn't normal. Mm. These aren't normal things. You're living in the state of flight or fight for how long, I don't know. But he was like, that's your brain's safety measure. It's supposed to save you in a situation not live in. Right. He was like, you should have been burnt out so long ago. You should have like just collapsed forever. Like he used a car analogy. I can't You're remember. You're just exactly. running on fumes. Yeah. And he was like, this is not normal. And so then we we're talking about my mom. We we're talking about, you know, my baby daddy. Well, not yet, but boyfriend. Right. Not boyfriend. I don't know what the fuck it was this time. And that's when he hit me with the, have you ever thought if you just remove these people, or like before you diagnose yourself, that's it. Before you diagnose yourself crazy, remove these people mm -hmm. and see if they're just crazy. And I'm gonna be like, you just call my mom crazy. She is not gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So I, I mean, he, he, he was amazing. I loved him. Yeah, I loved no, he sounds him. like yeah. and one he of the good up, ones because yep. there's a lot of bad ones out yep. there. 
Well, he ended up agreeing with the, you know, a slight case of generalized anxiety, more on a situational anxiety side. Um, st- and he was like, honestly, you could have the ADD meds or not. That's up to you. Um, but he's like, that's all I'm prescribing you. Mm-hmm. And my mom hated those meds, by the way. She thought I was going to become a drug addict because I took out like it's another form of Adderall. So that was going to make me a drug addict. But she wanted uh, you on all everything else. Stuff. Right. <laughs> and so we tell her, you know, he's, he's like, she doesn't need anything. She has anxiety and she should with everything she's been through, what she's going through. I'm going to prescribe her Concerta. My mom flipped shit. Mm. Wouldn't let me go back. Said she refused to pay for sessions if I went back. Like it was like a hundred dollars a session. So she said she wouldn't pay for them. She didn't agree. That I was like, that was your doctor. Yeah, was, that was yours. <laughs> so I ended up packing my bags and moving back to Indy. Mm. Of course, getting back with the boyfriend, the right. big daddy, um, and living again through hell, multiple abuse situations the next uh two years sure it was emotional and physical as well or oh, emotional and um, i always say the emotional and the mental are way worse than mental physical. yes they'll fuck you up so bad and i was already a broken person and so it was easy for him to take me oh yeah where i was you know what oh, i yeah, mean they like, love that that's they prefer myself. it yes yeah because that's when your energy myself. is low and they can just swoop yep. in yep and if you don't love yourself and that's why i tell people all the time i'm like you teach people how to treat you yeah I didn't treat I myself well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't love myself. So it was easy for them not to either yeah. and use me and get what they needed from me and then just dispose of me or yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, so that went on. I got pregnant. He did that at six weeks. I ended up, of course, taking him back like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so what happened at six weeks? He was up on a freaking trip with oh, another gotcha. girl. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. okay. So I was calling my mom and I was like, and I, I remember asking, like, should I should I go through with this? Six weeks, I can go get an abortion right now. And she was like, I'm, you know, that's up. To, this is the first time she didn't say something stupid. She was like, you know, that's up to you. It has to be a choice you make. And I was like, okay. Thanks for being a mom for okay, once. Okay, finally. I was, like, <laughs> I was waiting for the yes, honey. <laughs> yeah. Don't ruin your life. Don't ruin your life. Yes, yeah, something. <laughs> we expect you to do You're this. Right. We knew this would happen at least once. Yeah. Maybe twice. <laughs> like something. No. Yeah. Uh, but like in that mind, like my mindset at that point, I was like, I'm fine. I can be a parent. I'm a good person. I'm financially fine. I can take care of a child. I'm great with children. So with or without him, I can do this. So I'm mm-hmm. going to. Do you think also that what the psychiatrist said to you was kind of resonating? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the pregnancy was helping. Yeah. So I do believe I was insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At one point in my life, right? <laughs> but the pregnancy like hit me. And it like, they say this, I read studies after because I was fascinated by this. But like, because for the first time in my life, I felt sane. Mm-hmm. I had well, never felt calm. Like, it, it, it it's chaos. hormonal. Yes. And there's a lot of, Mimi went through that when she was pregnant. She had a boy and a girl and they were both completely different pregnancies. And like mm-hmm. your body gets certain nutrients and certain mm-hmm. hormones that hit it with the pregnancy that yep. you have been depleted by. Yeah. You know, and it says it can life. literally like change the chemicals in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I remember like looking at, I think it was Jabril that I started crying to. And I was like, what happens if the baby comes out and I'm crazy again? <laughs> like I was terrified. But I was saying, like I was starting to see things without that veil over it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I could actually see what was happening to me. And I don't think I ever like saw it clearly. It's an awakening. And then at five months, he cheated on me again. And I remember sitting outside. At this point, I own a center for kids with autism. So when I got pregnant, I was like, I got to do some shit because he ain't going to help. So a center I was working for was shutting down. So I started applying all of the insurance contracts and doing what I need to do to take over this center and make it my own. 
Um, so I ended up opening this center. All of the clients waited for me. Aww. Like there was some that it took like an extra month and they just didn't have services and they waited Aww. to come to me. Um, and I and still, that's still up and running. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I never I've, I don't know your story. Yeah. So all of this is new to me. Yes. Well, that's my favorite part of my story. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal to me. That is. Like, that's really cool. Like, own a company now. Like, I'm a CEO. Shove yeah. that in your face, mom. A CEO. Like, <laughs> I love that. I was that. so excited. It was a great time. But then, you know, this is happening. Um, but I feel like g- girls like us who have grown up in chaos, that's just par for the course. Yeah. You're literally, one part of your life is falling the fuck apart, yep. and the other one is just fucking skyrocketing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a Scorpio rising, mm-hmm. so that's just the story of my life. There you mm-hmm. go. Down in it. Uh, <laughs> rise and fall. Um, but I remember sitting outside my clinic at this point, and you know, he's on the phone, and I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to teach my daughter that this is okay. Da, da, da. And I remember these words. He said, I can't wait till your daughter grows up, and I can tell her one of a cunt what of uh, uh, I can tell her what a cunt her mother is hmm. and I remember just sitting there thinking I'm like he would probably do that too yeah. <laughs> tell my baby I'm a cunt and I'm like and I just in that moment I was like I, I because right you remembered then. what happened to you when yeah. your parents yeah word vomited and I remember their... the things my dad said I exactly remember all the things yeah and mm-hmm. so I was like it just stop me and, and I also had uh, this overwhelming feeling and I always talk about it as like a, this euphoric experience in this moment because I knew right then finally I was like I don't like this person some very deep broken part of me still loves him of but course I don't like him anymore. you can love somebody and not like them right liking like, somebody is a huge fucking deal that's hard to do mm-hmm. I don't like most humans yeah no I'm the same <laughs> way like, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I like you and you're lucky. You're lucky. You know? I don't mind that too. Yeah. Like, I want you here. That's weird. Yeah. I want you. Don't need you. <laughs> yep. Uh, but in that moment, I knew it was my, my mind was preparing my heart for what yeah. had to happen eventually. Um, so we, at this point, my mom's driving down because he was on a lease. We were moving into a house. He was on that lease. And so I needed him off the lease. So she's driving down to try to get him off the lease. Luckily we did. It was a fight, but we did. Got him off the lease. I move in. And I let his dumbass move in at seven months. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Kelsey. But I felt nothing. It was right. weird. In my mind, It's almost I, I like you scared. needed to finalize it. Yes. Mm. And I was scared. Like, I was about to be a mom. Right. I was like, I don't want to do this alone. I don't know how to do this. I've never done this. I can't right. do this alone. I'm, I'm scared. So that's why I let him back. Because I didn't want to do it alone. I was right. just scared. Um, at eight months, he choked me mm. really bad. Like, well, first of all, he was downtown wasted. Um, he needed me to come pick him up at like 2, 3 a.m., I go to pick him up. He's way, I mean, I watched him face plant. Mm. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. <laughs> but I get him in the car. And at this point, he has called me the girl's name that he has been cheating on me with for like four years. He was calling me her name 30 some times. I think I counted 32 oh, times. He called me her name. Oh, my God. I would have fucking just wham. So, but I'm like, I'm pregnant. And I'm sane for once. So I'm watching this. <laughs> She's all. like, I'm, revel- <laughs> I'm reveling in my saneness. I'm going to enjoy this right? moment right now. So I'm like, I'm just going to drive. And so I'm driving. I have to get gas. And I put the gas tank in. I go back to sit in the car. And he grabs me up by my throat. And he mm. just pins me there. And I just remember thinking, don't move. Don't move. He'll eventually let go. Don't do anything. Stay very still. Otherwise, he could hurt the baby. Mm. So I just sat there like in this frozen state until he drunkenly let go and passed out. Mm. So then I drive home. I literally had to carry him up the stairs. 
I'm eight months pregnant. Carried this man up the fucking stairs. I did beat him with a pillow that night. He was so drunk he didn't know. <laughs> Wait, did you really? There. I did. I took so many licks. Oh, but he was so gone. Didn't wake up or he, anything. Yeah, I don't even know if he felt it, but it felt great. I'd have put fucking soap bars in it. You're right. <laughs> Done it penitentiary style. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that happened to you at the bar when you face planted, baby. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You were drunk. Wow. Uh, I don't know why you're missing teeth. I have no crazy. idea. <laughs> Do better. Less drinking. Uh, <laughs> well, then at nine months, I remember I'm nine months pregnant and I get sent a, a Facebook message, the iMessager from a guy. And he says, hey, did your baby daddy come home last night? And I said, no, <laughs> I knew he didn't. I was like, what'd he do? And he was like, he sent me all these pictures. And he was like, I walked into my baby mama's house and he was naked in bed with her. Mm. And their two-year-old was there. Oh, come on. Okay. Um, he sends me all these He's like, I'm so sorry to do this. I know you're very pregnant. And I, I'm go, go him. Fucking all the girls don't wear capes. Oh, yeah. Like, go him. Oh, yeah. Sent me all the pictures and everything. So I couldn't deny it or anything, but I didn't even want to. I knew he probably did something stupid, but I remember feeling nothing. Yeah. I was so numb to it. I was like, oh, looks like he had a good night. Yeah. So it's like when you home. can start laughing at things right. like that, That's you're what just I started like, to do. I started yeah. laughing. Mm-hmm. He came home and I was like, looks like you had a good night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he loses it, but not on me. Because I'm just sitting there like, I'm not fighting him. I'm mm-hmm. not. So he starts getting mad about the guy. He broke guy code. What type of bitch does this? I'm going to find him and I'm going to fuck him up. Mm. It's like, you don't fight men. You fight women. But all right. Yeah. Uh, like, no, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> but so he's messaging him now. And I'm just like, I'm just staying out of it. I was like, I don't really give a shit. I hope you had a great night. Like, yeah. I felt nothing. And then the it's pregnancy the came. Gray rock theory too. That's why he didn't mm-hmm. abuse you. Yeah. Because they say to do that with narcissists is just kind yep. of show no emotion because they don't know what to play off right. of. They're I was like, like it's fuck, fine. she's not mad. Yeah. Fuck, she's not sad. Yep. I just kept I saying, I'm glad you're getting it out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was great at the labor. <laughs> good. Well, we had a good solid three days. Good. Where my dumbass for one second thought wow, maybe it's going to be different. Yeah. Maybe he's going to change for this baby. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he had to go work a nine to five and that was just way too difficult for him. He was very upset about that. So he'd come home every day, throw in a fucking fit. I asked him to pay $500. My my rent at the time was uh, 1350 mm-hmm. I think. Or it might have been 1295 It went up every year. So I don't know, around there. But I was like, just pay me $500. Like, because I was blowing through my savings. I was on maternity leave. So I'm blowing through my savings. I'm just 500 a month to help. That was a lot to ask, <laughs> guys. It was a lot to ask. Uh, but I remember I one day Kim coming them. home, and I'm like rocking and breastfeeding her. And he came home with 250 bucks, and he just threw it in my face. Mm. And I remember watching the dollar bill hit her face. Mm. And I was, just, I moved it, obviously, but I'm just staring. I was like, money's so dirty. Money's so dirty. And all I remember thinking, it was so weird, because it was almost like a fogged state of mind that I didn't even do anything. I didn't say anything. I moved the money off her face. And I just kept looking at her. I was like, money is dirty you just put that on your kid money is filthy and i just kept saying that like, money is so fi-. i don't remember why you were crack you it's uh, like, you it's like a crack in the matrix that yeah it was the final straw was of so just weird. like oh there was one more final oh really yeah, was well i wasn't doing anything I was yeah. like i didn't care about him yeah but yeah it was like it was it was like the weirdest i don't even know how to explain it i just remember being like money's so dirty mm. so dirty and then it was really soon after that she was eight weeks old and he i was she slept with me um i was breastfeeding her at this point it's like 7 a.m and he gets up and he starts blaring music in my bedroom first of all 
I paid for it. Yeah. My bedroom. Blaring music. I'm laying there with this infant. Uh, blaring music and trying to work out in the bedroom. And I was like, bro, any other room. I had at this point a four bedroom house with mm. a workout room damn near in a garage, all, all kinds of places to go. Yeah. Uh, and like, like, why anywhere. are you in my yeah. space? He was like, I need the mirror. And I was like, I'm narcissistic. There's mirrors all over this house, baby. Go find <laughs> another one. Like, the fuck? And then he was like, I need this bench. And I was like, that bench weighs five pounds. Pick it up, get your workout in, and get the fuck out. Yeah. And he's just now he's screaming, Oh, well, why don't you just take her and go lay on the couch? Go lay on the I'm like, you want me to move a sleeping baby? At this point, I think she had just finished eating. I'm like, you want me to move a sleeping baby? To go lay on the couch, you can work out in this room. Like, go somewhere else, bro. Yeah. That's where I'm getting annoyed. I'm like, just go fucking somewhere else. And then he was like, well, maybe if you got your fat, lazy whale ass up, you wouldn't look the way you look and start going in. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. okay. And then I was told to shut the fuck up. And I was like, fine. So I just laid there and he is screaming all these horrible things at me. And I'm just looking at her. Cause I'm like, if I remain focused on her, I don't need to fight him. Right. I'm just gonna focus on her. He'll eventually calm down and leave. Well, he did not. Uh, he takes my fan, throws it across the room. And then Aww. he's like, so you're just gonna fucking ignore me? I was like, you told me to shut the fuck up, remember? <laughs> no. So he immediately comes over and that's when he grabs. Stay tuned to next week's episode to see what happens in part two of Dumb Blonde Podcast.